This is Leaders Who Scale, and I'm Jeff Siegel. I've worked with thousands of companies over the years, and I'm fascinated by seeing how many of them grow and scale. Join me as we learn from the leaders of growing companies and share that knowledge. Leaders Who Scale is sponsored by Siegel Solutions, providing world-class accounting, advisory, and QuickBooks and Acumatica Cloud ERP services. Today's guest, he grew up helping his father and mother in the family gardening and nursery business since he was nine years old. He comes from an entrepreneurial family, and he's grown the business from a mom-and-pop organization that started in 1967 to currently a business that has over 70 employees uh, in 2022 with multiple locations. He recently started a new division focusing on commercial interior and exterior design. 65% of his business is residential and commercial landscaping, and 35% is now design and build. He is the president of Uyetta Landscape and Maintenance. I want to welcome Eddie Uyetta. Welcome, Eddie. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Uh, actually, it's morning there. I think it's yeah. afternoon here. Uh, I'm on good the East Coast. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you are. Yes. <laughs> so I'm on the East Coast, and you are, where are you? Tell everybody. We're where. outside of Seattle, about 30 minutes south of Seattle. Awesome. Cool. So, um, the one thing I want to ask is you are growing, you've, you're in a business that's, God, what is it, almost, uh, how many years is it now? Um, 40? 54 oh. years since my parents started it. Okay, awesome. Um, but but it's since I incorporated in 1990, uh, we're about 30, 25. Yeah, so you got some longevity. Um, what? So what is the most challenging aspect or challenges that you uh, are finding as you grow and scale your business? It's, uh, you know, the book, the, the, it's probably the same for a lot of uh, service industries is to be able to find skilled labor. And uh, that's probably, you know, number one. Yeah. And then as, a, as a company grows, uh, you know, you, you get into uncharted waters for people like myself that hasn't had, you know, more than a few people to start with as employees, but now you're up to 70. Mm -hmm. And the challenges, uh, you know, uh, multifold from, you know, company culture to systems and processes and getting people on the right page, you know, getting your leadership team together, uh, all focusing and rolling the oars in the same direction. Mm -hmm. So there's multiple challenges along the way. Uh, how how big is your um so you got 70 employees how big is kind of that inner management team as opposed to people who are pretty much out in the field doing there's about 10 of us okay uh, that are that i consider the leadership team mm -hmm. and they they come from that admin side to uh the design build manager to the commercial maintenance manager to the residential maintenance manager and some of the other supporting people that make up that that team. So, about you know, out of seventy, there's sixty of us in the field. Um, you know, getting the work done. And, and how um, do you guys operate under like a like a system as far as management system? Do you meet like weekly or monthly? Do you set strategy for the quarter or for the year? I'm just curious how that what that all looks like from a yeah. We we try to meet uh, as a as a company uh, twice a month, okay. Uh, every other Friday, 
And uh, is that the whole company or just the management team? Uh, just the management team. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So the management team meets uh, twice a month and we talk about, you know, our victories, our challenges, and just give me the, you know, the bullet points of uh, your division. And we got about five minutes to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we like to bring up things that are, you know, relevant to everyone. So we make it a productive meeting. Yeah. Do you, do you have, when, when you think about scaling, do you have like a, an annual event where you kind of look at, you know, here's what we want to do next year or next five years? That's a good point. And uh, I just started doing that actually. Uh, so we have uh, a business uh, uh, leadership conference that I started about two years ago. And every November, mm-hmm. we go up to the, the, you know, the casino up here. We rent out a room. And for two days, uh, we, we, the leadership team just focuses on the business. And that gets everybody out of the, the day-to-day uh, stuff so we can focus on every division where it's been where it is going in the future, what that leader wants to, you know, take uh, his division to. Mm-hmm. And so maybe one day, you know, I could start having these meetings, you know, in Kabul or Hawaii. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Right. So that would be a goal for the leadership team to get us to that level. Right. Or, or hey, our uh, business meeting this year is going to be in a uh, Macway. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do the same thing and then we meet. We actually uh, do it quarterly to see where we're at as far as the goals we set kind of at that annual event. And then um, our, our weekly, kind of like you, you do a, you know, a twice a month, I think you said, right? You have your, your meetings. We, we actually have a 90-minute meeting every week, and we, we go over, like, strategy and, you know, the, the current, the real current stuff. That's, uh, but it's helpful. Like, would you say that that had, you said you started that work? Two years ago. Two years ago. Have you seen, I'm just curious, have you seen a difference or has it been helpful as a company to be doing that? Yeah, I think it, uh, uh, it brings, it brings people, you know, uh, as, as their divisions are a little bit different, it brings everyone back together again and, and, you know, creates that a little bit more bonding, uh, about who we still are. We're still one company and yeah. we do a lot of different things because we're, we're a full service landscape company. We just don't maintain but we also you know solve people's problems you know mm-hmm. constantly every day and that's what you know keeps the phones ringing for us yeah uh, but uh, to be able to get people off site uh to talk about these things and another another thing that i do is i try to um bring in uh, guest speakers okay so it's not just us talking but it's it's me maybe you know it's it's the guest speaker maybe repeating what I said and then suddenly it's 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 oh wow I never knew that kind of thing but you know because somebody else said it it's like teaching yeah. kids you know the neighbor tells the kids something and that <laughs> oh suddenly their neighbor is God but you know that's what Pops been saying all along but I'll bring in a CPA for example or I'll bring in a marketing person or I'll bring in you know a vendor uh, that I think would be good for everyone you know to know <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, let them understand, uh, you know, uh, what it, what it takes to run things, you know, from the financial viewpoint of the CPA, what he's asking me for versus, you know, our vendor who is just always trying to sell us stuff, but he's the guy that, you know, he, he takes landscaping off your plate, so to speak, because he's the guy with the products and the, 
and the equipment and everything else to solve your problems to make you look good. Sure. Do you share like some of the, some business owners will actually share some financial information with their team, like some kind of like an open book. Man, yeah, I think, I think that's always the best because, uh, at least for us, uh, people know where they stand and then, uh, it gives them a, a clear focus every year, you know, during that business meeting. Uh, the, one of the questions is, uh, you know, how much, uh, you know, how much do you want to grow this year? If it's going to be 10%, 20%, whatever that is, that's fine. That'll be the goal. And throughout the course of the year, during our every other company leadership meetings, uh, they report in on it. Hey, I'm, I'm 50% to my goal this year and I'm only in May or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So we help, uh, encourage, you know, uh, them getting to reach their goals and we want everyone to chime in about maybe we can do this or maybe you could do that to make it more efficient so you can make that goal with, you know, 15, 20% profit. Yeah. So we, we try to, you know, uh, and how do I trust speakers coming in? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's always important um, to hear from someone else, like you said, and, and it's not like, Oh, Eddie's been, you know, Eddie's been telling us this, but this other person said it too. So it must be more important. Right. It's in, and it's always like that. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm from the school of hard knock, so I, I've done it, but I, I've done everything. And then everyone comes from different experiences. So, you know, uh, I want them to bring that to the table too. Open book. They know their numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Are there certain numbers you like, like a dashboard that you look at the metrics or things that you kind of monitor as a leader, as an owner, you know, whether yeah. it's number of customers or revenue or employees or locate like what what are the what are the things that you probably that you look at on a regular basis as a regular monitor? yeah some of those key metrics are uh uh you know cash is cash is king to me mm -hmm. so I, uh, I i get a cash flow statement every monday and then uh when i meet with uh i meet with uh every division leader twice a week on a separate basis from the the company leadership meeting so I'll bring in the design build manager. I'll bring in the, 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 uh, the, the new, uh, interiors division manager. And we, and we meet every week and we just focus on their specific, uh, problems, issues. And they bring me the sales report. They they report to me what happened last week, what's on the books this week and what's going to be happening the next week. And that's our agenda. And then, you know, so we just, we talk about the numbers, uh, specifically from every division. So I know what's going on. And yeah. then, uh, we, we sit down, we try to solve some problems and we talk about business as far as, uh, where do you want your division to go, uh, versus, you know, what I'm thinking as well. And I'm there to support them. So that's, that's the way I view myself now. I, I, I try to look at it. Not like a CEO, but more like a CBO, a chief visionary officer. There you go. So I try to get out of the, you know, I'm trying to get out of the weeds and uh, look at the, the big picture now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you notice, was there, that's an interesting topic right on its own. So did you notice a point in the evolution of the business where you were like in the business, you were doing a lot, you know, feet on the yeah. ground type of thing? Yeah. 
every small business owner has gone through those stages. You know, it's just, it's those rites of passages as you go from, you know, it took forever to get to a million. And then the next hump was two million. Then the next is three. Then the next is five. Then the next is 10. Every one of those, every one of those milestones brings challenges. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, since I was, you know, started in the pickup truck with the shovel, I went through every one of those phases, you know, on my own. Yeah. Including, you know, design, build, mowing lawns, uh, you know, after dinner, it's like got to do the quick books, you know, <laughs> got to send out the bills, got to call the customers back. Uh, uh, so when you work every part of your business, um, you, mm-hmm. you, you have a, a lot of, uh, you know, you, you get a lot of experience so you can pass that knowledge on. That's the other challenge too, is passing on the knowledge. Boy, if I could do that folk of my mills, you know, like you see on Star Trek, <laughs> just give you all the things that I know about landscape and put that in your brain and your head. And then you got that as a baseline. And then you need to add to it, of course, mm-hmm. you know, your own take on it. Uh, but besides, uh, labor, uh, passing on the knowledge. And that's one of the things that I always stress to the managers is, are you coaching, teaching, mentoring your, your crews? Are you, are you finding a replacement for yourself so you can actually move up that ladder? Do you create, uh, some businesses will create like SOPs, standard operating procedures, and they document things and, you know, as they grow, I mean, it's something that you don't do initially, but then as you get to a certain point, some yeah. start documenting. Yeah, I think that's something that's you know it's it's gonna uh, with, you know it's a constant work on something yeah. you know mm-hmm. as any business goes. But uh, yeah, we have to do a little bit more of those SOPs, operating procedures uh, for every division, uh, and that includes orientation, uh, uh, giving these uh, new people coming in uh, a career track to run. Um, and then training, yep, uh, education, uh, all those others, all those other things that you know become part of the company culture. So we become a place where you know we're an employer of choice versus you know I'm just here for the job kind of thing. And I think every every company goes through you know looking for the right people to put on the right seat on the bus. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned culture and you've got 70 people. How do you, um, how do you maintain that culture or promote that culture? Cause I assume, do you all get together at certain points? Is there, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of activities do you try to do uh, to kind of promote this culture? It sounds like it's family biz own kind of, kind of a culture. Yeah. And, and we, we, I try to lead by example. Mm-hmm. And so whatever I do, I want the managers to, you know, do it the same way as best they can and, you know, have the same philosophy. We have our core values and they're, you know, placed on the wall up there for everyone to read. But, uh, I think the, the main thing is, uh, you keep as best you can, you know, once you start to, you know, move out to different satellites and different states or whatever people have, it's, it's harder and harder to keep that culture together. Uh, the way that the owner or the boss or one of the, the main managers, you know, wants it to be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for instance, uh, a good way, uh, 
that I've done it recently is we started a bend and stretch exercise program for five minutes in the morning before the crews go out. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I participate in the bend and stretch. The, 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 the guys call it Zumba now. Yeah. Uh, time for Zumba, seven o'clock. Yeah. Right? And we go out there and we all, you know, do our bending and stretching uh, as part of uh, safety, as part of our safety culture. But at the same time, that brings us all together. And, you know, no matter if you're from interiors or if you're from construction side or you're doing maintenance, you know, oh, it's all good to go. It's all good to go out and get out there and stretch. I, 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 I encourage some of the admin people to come out too, but, you know, they're kind of shy. Oh, get them out there. <laughs> Force them. <laughs> but what, what I see is camaraderie. Yeah. Well, we all do that because some, some of the guys, you know, that, that are out there that they don't know what each other, each of us do. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I want to, I want to develop more of a internal website or internal texting system. So each of the divisions can take pictures of what they do out there and they can brag to each other about how they did it and what it looks like and how customer, you know, how happy the customer is. Yeah. Because the other guys will say, God, I didn't know we did irrigation or I didn't know we did that kind of, you know, water feature type stuff. I go, well, yeah, where you been? But. They've been doing what they do so good that they don't understand what the, some of the other parts of the business did. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think uh, one of the things is, yeah, starting an internal type of that. Yeah. So we did that because a lot of, you know, we're, we do outsourced accounting. So a lot of our, my, my bookkeepers or our team, I hate to say my bookkeepers, but the team is remote. They work from home. And so we, right. uh, we use Microsoft Teams. Mm -hmm. So we, every Friday, we have a, a team meeting, all our videos are on and we chit chat what's going on with whatever, whether it's a client, a personal issue. And um, it, it's, it's created that team concept because everybody's at home and they're by themselves. So that's what we did. And, and that, that actually, I don't know, you've probably seen commercials for, for teams. I hate to plug mm -hmm. products, but yeah, it's a great uh, internal collaboration tool people post pictures or you know all kinds of fun stuff so uh, yeah and there's no substitute for getting together every once in a while true yes yeah. you know after a while yeah i mean uh no one knew what code i mean no one knew what zoom and teams were until COVID came right right for the most and, part and, yeah and, and so that's that was great in the beginning uh but still I, I believe that uh, we're, when, when you're in our industry or any, any type of business, we're still a people-to-people -people, uh, relationship, uh, uh, you know, building kind of kind of company. Oh, it's always worked that best for us that way with the types of, you know, the clientele and the people that we, that we work with. Yeah. One of the things that's funny, I'm in an EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, and one of the things I was just thinking of as you were talking about this was um, – before every meeting, there's like a, a question, a thought provoking question they throw out there. Like we know ahead of time and, um, it gets everybody to go around the room and, and, uh, it, it, you, you, you learn more about the person based on the question and the answer. It may be like, can you name one person that had a positive, you know, like when you were younger, that had a positive influence on your life or something like that? Or who was your favorite pet? And everyone talks about whatever. And then some of them are deeper than others. But it's a nice experience because it kind of makes you it's it's, it's thought provoking and everybody that's in that 
that room, all the employees or whoever you work with, you're with, kind of get a little bit better understanding of the person that they're, you know, with. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but, yeah. So, cause, so you're, you mentioned you're like chief visionary. That's how you probably consider yourself now. Do you, do you have a right hand person, like a VP of ops or some, you know, someone who makes, makes things happen? Like for instance, um, typically what you see is the visionary has all of the ideas, but then the next person is like, all right, I got your idea. Let's put this, I'm going to make this work for you. And then you've got people who are going to like do all the, you know, cross the dot, uh, T's and dot the I's type of people. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I have what I have, a, I have a right hand person and, uh, uh, she, you know, when we, when we, when we talk about, you know, having to change roles and step up, uh, as, as I get to understand my right hand person, uh, Penica, that's her name. She, she's more of a behind the scenes person. She's not the one being out in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. She, she wouldn't be that good visionary or the CEO type of person. And you don't want to ever put a, a person, you know, a, into a role that they're not comfortable with. Of course. But, but I think, you know, at the end, we all need that right hand person or that right hand team. Yeah. Right? Because at the end, I did it all by myself in the beginning when it was a lot smaller than I could because, you know, I could. I, I mean, there's nothing stopping me. But as time goes on, uh, you, need, you, need that, you need to develop that team mm-hmm. because that team is the ones that uh, go out there and put your vision out to the world. And they're the ones that, you know, help build you to wherever you want to go. And, you know, you, you get that buy-in from them. And then that's what, you know, that's what makes that, that team. And so I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have gotten to this point now without them in the beginning. I thought I could have, but as, as, as you start to have more and more people in systems, you know, you're, you're in the red zone, right? And you need to punch it into that end zone. You're not going to do it by yourself. You need those 10 other guys on the line blocking and, you know, hitting and moving people out of your way so you can, you know, get that touchdown yeah and so um, i give all the credit to my team and uh, they're the ones that you know make my vision you know come alive yeah as we as we move forward do you find that there's a book there's a book i've mentioned this on a couple of other podcasts called predictable success and it talks about this as a business grows you know the stages it goes through and the beginning stage is like which was years ago in your business, but the uh, cash, like the struggle, early struggle, like, oh, we're just trying to get cash in the door and get clients. And then it moves up to the stage where it's like, hey, it's the fun stage. Clients coming in, we've got cash, we're growing, everybody's having a great time. Um, And then you get to what they call whitewater, which is like, oh, the systems aren't keeping up with our growth and you know, things are slipping through the cracks and nobody's pulling back the customer and we're having issues. And I guess at each stage, the book talks about bringing in these people to help. You know, at first it's, it's you. It's the, hey, I'm struggling to make this work. But then you, um, you know, you bring in what they call an operator, which gets your vision to work. And then you bring in the processor behind them that basically puts in the systems. And I'm sure you've probably seen that 
through. And that, and, but that's that's exactly what I did. Yeah. It's around that, you know, when, when they're first starting off, uh, you, you run into roadblocks that you've never seen before. Sure. And yeah. Then, then, then revenue starts to fall. Expenses get too high. And you're wondering, what the hell is going on? And then, you know, me, I call myself the, you know, incompetent competent. <laughs> right. Meaning, meaning sometimes I, I've taken it to this point, but sometimes I don't know how I got here. <laughs> but there were some scary times in the past where I was just going, holy smoke, I'm like one payroll away from, you know, going under. Mm-hmm. Going on. And so that's when I reach out to uh, others uh, uh, that, that have been in this game before, and I ask them for their help. I hired them on as, you know, a temporary CFO. I want you to look into my numbers and see where the slippage is happening. It, it looks like everyone's doing well, but look, the receivables are up to 90 days now. Well, that's the first thing we got to work on. Okay, well, who's, who's in charge of that? And and then, you know, yeah. you know, ask for help. I think that was one of my problems is I never asked for help soon enough because I'm always the guy I think, oh, God, I got this. You know, what's wrong with me? I could do this. But then uh, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And then, you know, I could have been, you know, a hundred million dollar company by now if I knew some of these things way back in the day, you know, one one that, you know, uh, I'm trying to, you know, go from the pickup truck to the boardroom. Yeah. But then I'm doing that all by myself. And, you know, like most business owners, they, that's what they do. They just, they just driven to do it themselves without asking for help. So that's one of my things now. And see, when we run into problems, you know, sometimes it's okay to reach out for help. And then you'd be surprised how many people are happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. So that sounds like that would be an, an advice you get your younger self starting this company or working. Yeah, exactly. You know, everything's, everything's in a retrospect. It's like, oh, yeah, should have did, should have, could have, would have. But as you move forward, you know, uh, you're yeah. trying to eliminate those should have, could have, would have. Right. Are you, um, do you, do you ever have, as the visionary of the business, are you ever in conflict with the person who may be, Hey, Eddie, we can't do that yet. We have to do this first and we need to have this in place. Or is there ever any conflict that happens? Because typically you see that like you're, you're probably like, I, I want to go here and they go and slow down. And do you, do you have a team that says, you know, time out, let's do this first. Or, or are you like charge ahead? <laughs> well, I always, well, I always charge ahead, but then there's always <laughs> others that say, hey, we got to reel this back a little bit because this will happen if you don't. Yeah. And so that's part of having a good team. It's like, oh, I never thought about that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it, it, when you got a good team, you know, you go out and buy a car. I just bought, I just bought this new truck. And I just, I just drive down the road forgetting about everything else, like registration, insurance, and, <laughs> you know, reporting it to the state and all those other things. And then I just keep driving the truck. But then when I get back to the office, you know, at night, registration's there. Here's your insurance card. Put this in your truck. Here's your little sticker for your carpool stuff, you know, lanes. But having a good team brings all that together. And I don't have to, you know, I, I like to charge you in, but I, I'm, I do it, you know, I'm, you know, more conservative. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at, you know, for the long term. Yeah. 
it's it's not a, it's a marathon, you know, not a sprint. And so I don't I don't take as many you know chances risks that maybe others do, right? And you know everyone runs their businesses differently. Well, I mean we've grown organically. I've, I've looked at you know uh, acquiring some you know, other smaller companies, but you know that's that's good to you know have the volume, but then it comes with a whole set of other issues that you know whatever was good for that company is good, but then you're going to inherit all their you know, problems as well. You know, it's like buying a used car. Yeah. You know, you got a good deal on it, but you inherit all the problems too with a used car. Sure. So, yeah. so I try to grow it organically as much as we can, promote from within. Mm-hmm. And if not, well, then we have to start looking outside. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked to other owners who acquire companies, and the big thing for them is really the culture too. It, not necessarily, like you said, it's not just the talk, the, the revenue and the volume, it could, it's the people. And if, if it doesn't fit, it's like, it's not, it's not worth that top line revenue. Yeah. Right it's, yeah. It, it's not, it's, 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 it's coming with just too many headaches. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what do you do for like, uh, even develop professional development? Do you, do you belong to any, like, do you have a coach? Do you belong to any groups where you kind of learn, you know, just continue to learn, educate yourself? You know, uh, for years I just kept to myself and grew it internally, but, mm-hmm. uh, on my own. But, uh, as, uh, as time, you know, has went on, I, I noticed that, uh, within our own industry, we have, uh, uh, good conferences and peer groups that you can join. And so our National Association of Landscape Professionals is our national. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, and they put on, uh, uh, a bunch of conferences from the big national thing uh, that goes east coast to, I think they're in Florida this year, but um, they move around the country and they have different uh, educational. I mean, there's everything from webinars to actually going to conferences and joining peer groups uh, that uh, I've participated in some. And so that keeps me uh, out there a little bit more than just internally and then networking with other business owners because we all share the same problems and we all share the same, you know, same, same types of victories. Yeah. We share some of those ideas. So that's one of the things that, uh, like I said, you know, if I would have reached out and, and participated in some of those things a little bit earlier, one of the best ones that uh, our association puts on are field trips. And their field trips to uh, actual, their field trips to other landscape companies. Oh, wow. That, that do the same thing you do. And then they're gracious enough to open up their whole operations to everyone coming to visit. We're not in the same area. We're not in competition. We all can, you know, put our guard down and talk shop. Mm-hmm. And you go from, you know, some of these larger, uh, uh, companies you know they're they're national companies and they 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 show us and they tell us the people that are visiting how, how, how they do it you know how do you how do you control culture when you're in 22 states yeah, yeah. you know and you're and you're 200 million you know dollars and you got 1800 employees how does that work and you take the uh, those you know those great ideas that they already you know they already went through all the the, the trials and tribulations and they're giving you the answers of what, about what worked for them. And then 
Maybe you can incorporate a nugget or two from those guys into your, you know, your, your operation. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I kind of keep in touch with that. Yeah. Do you have a group of, I, I do the same in the, uh, with the quick, the QuickBooks world that we're in and we have, you know, a group of colleagues that we're always in contact with each other. Is it the same type of thing where you could reach out to your uh, colleagues or you see them at the conference every year or conferences and you kind of yeah. share stories? So, something like that. Yeah. We have our, you know, we have our phone numbers and we exchange cards and we talk, but I, I need to take it. I need to take it one step further and actually join one of those peer groups. Yeah. 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 And then I'm kind of chicken because, you know, once you join one of those groups, you know, they hold you accountable, right? They do. I'll tell you, I, and I, I mentioned this before I joined an entrepreneur's organization and um, we meet, there's about eight of us in our forum once, once a month for uh, uh, four hours and we go out to eat afterwards and they hold you accountable. So if you can't, the last meeting you said, Hey, this is what I'm going to try to do. All right. You know, then they're going to come in the next meeting and say, Hey, how'd it go? Uh, yeah, that's right. You can't say, well, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> come on, I'll pick it up. Right. It is good. Cause as, Oops. as visionaries, we kind of like, you know, drift a little bit sometimes. And yeah. I mean, I don't need to know the nuts and bolts of everything. You know, we can't. Yeah. Right. It's like, I, I just need to know what time it is. I don't need to know how the watch works. Right, exactly. Because uh, we're looking at the big picture all the time. But sometimes yeah. you, you got to get into those weeds and figure out, okay, well, this is what you really have to do. And then the, your peers are holding you accountable yep. to make sure you, you've done that. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. I just need to, you know, step up to the plate. Maybe that's one of my next things that, you know, I should, I should maybe look into. Do, do you have like a, um, getting back to like, management do you have like a scorecard that you keep some people scorecard meaning you know uh it's indicators of your business like a dashboard like you know um like i mentioned like revenue but some people are looking at number of hits to their website or number of new customer contact calls or number of whatever do you yeah so is it more of just a meeting that you mentioned earlier or do you actually have like i could look at uh some metrics every month and see what's happening we do. So during our, during our, our meetings every other Friday as a company, we look at, you know, take for uh, example, our, our, our advertising metrics. Okay. okay. And, and so we, you know, we, we do some advertising on the radio. Uh, we do advertising, you know, by the, or even our signs on our trucks. I know our signs on our trucks produce 20% of those incoming leads. Wow. Right? So that's why when I complain about our trucks being dirty, well, I want them clean because 20% of those phone calls come from saw or Trump, right? 50% of them are probably from the uh, internet search. Mm -hmm. uh, we got about maybe 20% coming in from our uh, radio ads. And so we, we track, you know, uh, every one of those things. Wow. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, you know, everyone wants, you know, ROI, right? Return on investment. Absolutely. Spending that kind of money. It's like, okay, well. Uh, how's that doing for us? Uh, which departments are getting those kind of calls? Uh, is it the residential side? Is it the commercial side? And then when they do go out on these calls, are they are they qualifying their customers before they leave? Mm -hmm. I want those, I want those uh, closing ratios to be more than 20%. So if, if they're under that, what are you doing, you know, that causes you to run around too much and probably, you know, doing things that you don't need to do? So, uh, you yeah. know, so those metrics tell you 
exactly what you have to not do anymore, as well as what you should be doing. Right. And hopefully, sides of the coin. Yep. Hopefully, that's helping. No, that's awesome because I, I've, you know, we work with many businesses. A lot of people don't have a scorecard or whatever that you know we want to call this, and they're not, you know, it's like day to day, and they're looking at maybe only what's in the bank account, but they're not looking at true metrics and what we call leading indicators, like things that are going to affect your business in a month or two, like like you just mentioned, website hits or you know marketing analytics that show, hey, this is down, so we know that's going to impact us down the road a little bit. Um, so I, I see a lot of people don't develop that. Um, yeah. And that, you know, uh, even right down to the managers where they, uh, they have a scorecard on all their employees. So once a month they 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 meet with each employee and they, they talk about their performance and it's like a little mini review. Those little mini reviews end up to be what possible, what, what possible bonuses they might get at the end of the year. You know, if you have too many wrecked trucks and you're not taking care of the equipment, uh, they know that from the beginning. Yeah. So I don't really call it, uh, it, it's, 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 no one likes to do those reviews, but yeah. you know what? It, yeah. But it's more of a coaching tool, right? It's, it's, a, it's a way to coach them up in the areas that they need some help in. Yeah. You know, their attendance is poor. We tell them their attendance is poor. If you don't do this by this and such a date, well, then you're gone. Or if, if they need to be better leaders and work on, you know, some, some of their soft skills on how to ask people to do things for you instead of telling them, we, we, we try to coach them up in that sense. Yeah. So those, uh, those evaluations are no one likes to do reviews and be reviewed. Uh, but they're more of a, a coaching and a, and a mentoring time is the way they should be looking. That's what I look at. That's what, yeah. that's how it sh- should be. Yeah, we do that uh, with, with EOS. They have a, it's called a people analyzer. So we basically have our core values, right? Rate our employees based on those values. Um, so, you know, like one of them is be part of the pack, like be part of the team. And if we have a loaner, well, they're not, they're going to not, they're going to be down on that. You know, we have plus minus, plus minus. And then we look at, you know, if, if employees are consistently, in the minus category, they either be, have to be, like you mentioned, coached up in our environment or they're toxic and they have to go if they can't. Correct. And that's, yeah. but you try to coach them up. Exactly. You don't want to lose yeah. an employee that just. Yeah. A, a bit with, the, with the labor market as tight as it is, yeah, you, you can't afford to let anyone go. But, you know, as far as I, I'm concerned, you know, if, if I've done 110% trying to book someone up, and they still don't get it. Well, maybe it's not the right fit for the company. Maybe right. They, maybe their skills are in retail or in some other industry. And I let them know, I, you know, sorry, but I think your, your skills are better suited for whatever. Yeah, absolutely. One, one quick question on the business. I had a podcast earlier with someone uh, that does, they sell turf. So artificial turf. So I'm curious, is that a part of your business? Do you sell, do you have, are you in that world too? Uh, of course. Yep. Okay. All right. So they sell, they're a supplier to landscapers and they have grown dramatically. So I was just curious how that's impacted your business too. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, I had, a, I had a salesman that, uh, uh, would go out and actually sell, uh, turf or, or go sell the product for us, so to speak. And I would be the installer. 
So we did a lot of putting greens back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And now, now, you know, uh, the turpus has come to the point where they got all different shades and colors and it's yeah. friendly, right? And, and you don't have to mow it or fertilize or water it. Uh, and, and so, I mean, we put it on everything from people's front yards to the side yards to, I mean, it's, it's, it's popular now that, uh, well, I've done a few uh, retirement homes. Yeah. yeah budding, funding grants for the retirement crowds. And then we, we put it up on rooftops too. Oh, where, interesting. Yeah. Where you can't have natural grass, but it sure looks pretty. And yeah. It's easy to take care of. Uh, all those things. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's take, let's just take me back to just you. Where, where are you from? Tell me about yourself, some of the things you may do outside of work, because it sounds like you, you do work a lot. So uh, just that's, that's, that's my occupation. <laughs> right. Exactly. What's, your, what's your occupation? Work, work, work. Work. Yeah, exactly. What do you do? I work. I know. But I know I'm not guilty of that, but that's for sure. We all have. I mean, Work-life balance. What's that mean? Right. Great. There ain't that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's not work to me as much because I, I enjoy what I do. Right. Yeah. But when if you enjoy what you do, it's not it's not it's not as bad as what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But I you know, I, I grew up in the Seattle near Seattle area. I was born in Japan. You know, I, I, I come from a you know, an immigrant family. Okay. See, uh, <laughs> I actually I saw your history on the website, which is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. business. Yeah. So my parents were from Japan, they came over here. You know, a lot of opportunity. It's like all those sort of all those neat stories you hear from, you know, back in the day where they landed on Ellis Island on the East Coast, right? Yep. Over here they landed in Seattle or LA or San Francisco. Right. Right. So uh Yep. But without but I, I, I grew up, you know money in their pocket, right? So when Yes. So I grew up I grew up, you know, working just in and my dad's uh, you know, gardening company. And he just was him and a couple of guys, and that's all he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And he was happy with that. And then since I grew up in the business, I I, I just helped him every summer. Yeah, I helped in the summers. I helped in the weekends. I helped during spring break, winter break, whatever I had a time. You know, I, I was helping out. <coughs> yeah. And so throughout that throughout that time, uh, high school. I thought I thought all the kids around were doing the same kind of side notes as I was, you know. Yeah. Working somewhere, you know, making a little extra cash, saving for college. Yeah, and 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 those kind of things. But as as time went on, I, I, I understood that I was kind of the rare rare breed in that growing up in a family business, there's a lot different than you know, having parents that maybe worked at Boeing or something. Sure. So I yeah. learned a lot of things during those years that I didn't even know mattered because I was working with customers calling out vendors, you know, for my parents because they didn't speak that great of English. So I was the translator, I was the interpreter. And so I was the one, you know, making friends with, you know, the vendors and customers and taking phone calls for my dad and, you know, lined up some of the jobs for him because he was an old surround. And all those skills that, I thought my dad was just a slave driver all those years, you know, which he was. 
I mean, he had fun at night figuring out what he's going to have me do tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what dads do, right? Right, exactly. You know, I'm going to get whatever I need to get out of this kid. And, and, and so as time went on, I enjoyed the industry. I got a degree in landscape architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to work for an engineering company for a year to just, you know, that was dad's idea. Go work for somebody else for a while. That makes sense. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, and see what it's really like out there. And then you could always come back. And then after what, after one year, I wasn't really the corporate person. So after one year, I quit and I decided, you know what? I don't, I, I like kind of doing my own thing and, and the, and the plants don't talk back to me. <laughs> so I'm happy with that. And then, you know, one truck leads to another truck. And then my two brothers helped me in the beginning as well. So we were, we were like the three amigos and they, they went off and branched off and started doing their own thing later in life. But, uh, you know, one one truck, two trucks. Now we got you know a bunch of trucks and a bunch of people. Yeah, and uh, you know my challenge is uh, you know get out of the truck and into the border. That's tough. Yeah, and so you just have. I mean, you just have to have a vision of where you want to be. And I think back in the day, my I saw how hard my my dad worked, and I said to myself, you know what. When I'm 50, I sure hope that I'm not holding that shovel still. And that was, that was my goal to say, I need to get out, uh, you know, get out of the truck. So I don't have to be holding that shovel at 50. And then right about 38 or 39, I, I let it go. I didn't have to, sh- I didn't have to hold that shovel anymore because mm. I had a good you know, set of crews that would, you know, keep my vision going forward and create landscapes that people like. We always got full tunnels all the time who did this, who did that. And passed on the knowledge that now I can work on the business instead of in it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That's the way to do it. And that's how, you know, kind of in a nutshell, how I got to here. Yeah. But, you know, now my challenge is, okay, where, where do I always, you know, throw it to? It wasn't going to be the IDM or landscaping, but where are you between the here and there? And where do you want to be? Yeah. You have to have that goal in mind. I've found that you know there's some there are companies that just keep just go and they don't have that end in mind. But you, you need to see it and, and believe it, and then yeah, and yeah. help get there. Yeah, yeah, and pass that on to everyone so they they believe it, see it. Yeah, at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. I uh, I enjoy talk. You know, uh, this this is great. Just talking to you and learning. You know, a little bit of the history about you, your, you know, how you manage and grow. Um, if people want to find you, I know I found you on LinkedIn. Uh, I didn't know you before this podcast. So it's, um, you're on LinkedIn under Uyeta Landscape, I think. Right. Um, yeah, actually, how- it, was, it was one of my teammates, you know, uh, oh. Alexia, that, you know, got us hooked up together. All right. Well, thank you, Alexia. Yeah. If you're in the background somewhere. Yeah, she's, she's listening. No problem. Awesome. This is good. Um, so, company website. You want to just read it off real quick, or it's a Duetta Landscape. It's a U Y E T A Landscape dot com. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I'm sure you'd love it if people connected with you, right? And had any questions? And this is yeah, all good stuff. I, it's always good to talk to others of you know, kind of the same field or different fields. You know, like I said, I, I looked at some of your other podcasts. And, Remember, I remember I told you yesterday about the trucking company that you, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I got to call that trucking guy because I got a fleet of trucks out here. And I don't know how to take care of them probably as well as he does. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I, I would love it if you connected. Yeah. yeah. I need some tips and tricks from that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you might, it's funny, my son just got a CDL. So he's learning to be a truck driver now. He's young and he's able to crisscross across the country in, the be- in, a, in a semi. So he likes, yeah. he enjoys that now. So maybe down the road, I'll be part, you know, I'd have a podcast with him when he has 10 trucks, right? Yeah, exactly. He'll have 100 trucks and before you know it, right? Right. <laughs> cool. Well, I want to thank you, Eddie, and your team. Um, I want to thank everyone who is either watching this or listening. Yeah. Um, if you like it, please, you know, um, share it, you know, um, let other people know. Hopefully you learned something today. I, I know I did. And our social media too is up there. Oh, good. What's your Nick, Nick, Nick and me. We have social media for Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest. And we post pretty much every week. All of our budgets are written up for all of our divisions. So, do you want to follow us on any of those? <laughs> uh, see, see what I don't know? <laughs> I, I hope they do. That's what's having a good team around you is you don't have to know everything anymore, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, so, yeah, people, people, you know, want to connect on LinkedIn. And, and I'm not, I don't even know I'm doing anything there except that she's boosting my, my, my SEO or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. So, and just, you know, when I, I used to know every single client, uh, we, on the outsource account and QuickBooks work. And there became a time where like somebody with a check would come in, like, who is this? Oh, well, we've had that client for a year. I'm like, I, I yet there's a yeah. point where you get to the size where you just can't know everything and you can't know every single client. Yeah. So you don't, I mean, it's the same when I do payroll, I'm signing checks. Yeah. I don't know who some of these people are sometimes. I, I hope they're real employees, right? Not <laughs> yeah, there, is a, employee. <laughs> there is a concept called fictitious employees it's a it's a fraud thing that we look at sometimes but yeah uh, exactly i know there's something out there like that i so, just don't want i just got to make sure that you know that that guy is who he is i mean and he's really here right exactly <laughs> but you know but maybe one day i get to the point where you know like oprah Win- oprah winfrey i mean she, i don't think she signs checks under five hundred thousand. i'm probably probably not uh, right so then you know if i get to her level all right I, I have clients that they you could put the uh, logo right on the check your the signature right on the check as it prints out the prints out so they're actually having people just print checks out them even seeing it. I'm I'm not a fan of that, but you know some large companies that's what they do. So wow, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks again, thanks your team. I hope people were, uh, hear this. You can share it. Um, follow Eddie and you had a landscape. Um, I went to your website. I like the. You know, you can see the pictures of what you guys do have done. Um, and uh, again, thank you. And this has been another episode of Leaders Who Scale. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you for joining. For show notes and other episodes, visit us at leaderswhoscale.com. Leaders Who Scale is sponsored by Siegel Solutions, providing world-class services and cutting-edge tools that help businesses grow and succeed.